0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, huzzah! Dunedin Summer Shakespeare is back this year in a new venue and with a new theme as per usual. We're looking forward to it so much. And uh, joining us now to talk about Dunedin Summer Shakespeare for this year, Kim Morgan. Kim, Moreno, great to have you
1: with us. Morning now, Jeff. Thank you so much for having us in again.
0: Uh, it's always great to um, attend one of these very special events. Uh, events and over the years you've had some beautiful settings some fantastic performances this year the change of venue let's talk about that first where are we where are we heading this year
1: we are playing at Chingford Park up in the northeast valley which I am embarrassed to say after a decade in Dunedin I didn't even know existed until several months ago I'm starting to find all the beautiful glades in town for our movable feast so we'll be in wedding area two one of the nice big open glades just across the creek and bridge in Chingford Park on Friday the 17th, Saturday the 18th, and Sunday the 19th of February. That is not far away, Kim. Um, It is not. (laughs) And I'm
0: delighted that you come into Chingford Park. uh, It's very much my home park, and it's one that, as a youngster, used to spend a lot of time in. Absolutely beautiful. and I can just see the the summer Shakespeare working so well there. And, uh, of course, this year also an opportunity to perhaps put some of the more serious concerns around covid to one side although of course we'll want to make sure that everyone is 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 safe as per usual but but after having to navigate your way around um, for the past few years perhaps a little bit of relief around this year.
1: <laughs> Touch wood, we are definitely looking forward to a little bit less frantic season. We scooted Romeo and Juliet in about a month before the world went pear-shaped. We caught a gap for our second season of Scenes of Love and Laughter just before a level change by a few hours. And I think we were the only live theater on the Motu when we did Midsummer last year because we were capped at 100. So it'll be nice this year to be in a big open glade without the restrictions and a little bit more back to normal. And this year... The theme is magic. Tell us how we're going to explore that. So we're doing one of our mini seasons. We've started to alternate in our four years now between full productions and a collection of smaller scenes. So this year, our theme is magic in the air, which means we get to present three different shorter scenes from three different directors. The first will be the first part of Act One from The Tempest, directed by Lisa Warrington. The second will be the first part of Macbeth, directed by Jessica sutherland Latin. And the third will be excerpts from throughout The Merry Wives of Windsor, directed by yours truly.
0: And that's really exciting, particularly for those who, who might not be all that familiar with Shakespeare's work. It's nice to get a a, a sense of flavour of different productions.
1: It is a sampler of sorts. It's a great way for us to both trial productions we might want to do in the near future. Tempest and Macbeth are always top of the wish list. And it also lets us do some things like Merry Wives of Windsor, which is a lesser known comedy that we probably won't trot out anytime soon. But with Phil Grieve on tap to play Falstaff, how could you say no? It's going to be brilliant.
0: (laughs) Oh, Phil's so wonderful. (laughs) I'd love to see him every year. Uh, And uh, presumably this has meant that that each of the troops has been kind of working separately in preparation for this.
1: They have. And it does give us a little bit of a break. When it's a company of 20-some for something like a Midsummer Night's Dream, we start right after the holidays and are going hard six days a week. This gives us a little more flexibility. We have three smaller casts with a dozen people all up who all rehearse on their own schedule. And then we come together next week in preparation for our three public shows? I was going to ask why, and when I say why,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean from the public's perspective, obviously it's wonderful to have this opportunity to come and see theatre in a a beautiful uh, outdoor setting, and to learn a little bit more about Shakespeare's work. From those who are like yourself, putting this thing on, from those who are helping with costuming right through to those who are performing what's their motivation for doing this
1: there's been a lot of talk about Shakespeare over the past year in the news. Is it still relevant? For us, it absolutely is. As performers, as directors, as lovers of theater, if you can do these stories, you can do anything. They are challenging. They are still very relevant in their human concerns. And our copapa is to see how these stories live and breathe in Otepote, Dunedin. So we tend to do more contemporary productions, not period pieces, and really figure Figure out How they speak to the people who live here and now, and we found there are amazing resonance from the stories of Romeo and Juliet, the comedies of love and laughter, the comedy we all needed in mid last year, to the magic this year. It all seems still very pertinent to the challenges we have today.
0: From... Uh an actor and performer's perspective the challenge of going into an outdoor setting, uh, quite, quite different from a theatre setting that also part of the learning that goes on through these processes?
1: It is and in the longer seasons we tend to do even more vocal work and support but that's one of the number one challenges is if you're accustomed to working indoors or if you have amplification, it's a very different thing than going outside with wind and birds and screaming children and barking dogs, <laughs> and when we were in Woodhall, trucks air-breaking on State <laughs> Highway 1. It's a really great training ground. It's how I was brought up in America at one of the regional Shakespeare festivals, playing for a thousand people outdoors with no amplification. You learn really quick how to use your instrument and hopefully not string it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a rare thing, isn't it, this part of the world, a rare thing to see theatre in outdoor settings.
1: There are a lot of small Shakespeare programs throughout New Zealand, but I think that really is sort of of the hallmark. Summer Shakespeare through uh, around the world is sort of a thing, but definitely I know of in Invercargill, um, up in Wellington, Auckland, Christchurch, there's a lot of local areas. Oamaru, I believe, also has their own. So you'll see that, but otherwise it's usually a one-off thing to see theater outdoors. When we get... Um, we'll call it a
0: sampler. That's the, the that's the way you've uh, <laughs> it described it. Uh, like this, uh, do we and will we? Uh, See the difference between, you know, in in direction, the difference in style. Um, How much do you know about whether there's been any talk between um, the three about how they're presenting their work?
1: I am also the producer, so I probably know more than most because I've been having to coordinate all of this. Uh, I do know that there will be three very different stylistic pieces. When Lisa looks at The Tempest, she says it's going to be an abridged and deconstructed version of Act One with books, songs, And strange creatures. So, I've already seen some rehearsal pictures of wonderful human but inhuman shapes. They're going to be very creative in their telling of the magic elements. I know for Jessica, for Macbeth, there's going to be some wonderful sword fighting courtesy of one of the local combat clubs, and she's going to have three amazing witches working with dance and music to help tell the story. And then for The Merry Wives of Windsor, myself, uh, we have such a great comic story and three really strong actors who can roam the audience and ask for a bit of audience participation. We may get a few people up helping us to torment our very uh, patient Falstaff who's willing (laughs) to undergo this.
0: Well, let's talk about cast. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, um, Who are you particularly delighted to welcome back this year? And who are we excited about introducing?
1: We're thrilled to, as we usually do, have a mix of DSS stalwarts as well as new additions. I think I've already mentioned that Phil Grieve will be rejoining us as Falstaff, born to play the role. We'll also be bringing back Rosie Collier and introducing Rosella Hart in Merry Wives of Windsor. For Lisa's piece, uh, The Tempest, we're going to have two returning players, Sarah Georgie and Miriam Noonan, plus adding in Anna Noonan, her twin, Leads to a lot of fun role sharing there, perhaps. And Simon Anderson. And then for Macbeth, we have a great cast of several stalwarts. Andrew Brinsley Peary, Shane Jenkinson, Jessica Latin herself is both directing and performing in it. And then we're bringing in Kilda Northcott, legendary dancer, as well as introducing Amelie Latin as a new performer to Summer Shake. So it's a wonderful mix of performers new and old. Last year
0: we had to book in. There were limited spots, and people missed out. It uh, it was in high demand, and and you had to negotiate your way around a little bit of weather as well. Indeed. So, what what's how's it work for punters this year?
1: So this year should be a lot more cruisy. Famous last words. Uh, We do not have any restrictions on audience size other than what the Glade can comfortably hold. So no bookings are required. We do recommend that people get there a half hour before curtain time at the latest just to make sure they have a comfortable spot on the lawn. Bring a rug, bring a chair. We don't provide those things, but it's a nice, open, flat Glade, very accessible. And we are hopeful that we'll have good weather this year. Mother Nature was not so kind last year. We had three and three-quarters performances outdoors. I had to call it <laughs> off in Act Five for Raid. The rest were indoors. But should she be a bit temperamental this year, Dunedin North Intermediate has been very kind and has offered up their big hall to us just down the North Road. So we'll be very nearby if we have to move indoors, and we'll publicize that on both Facebook and Instagram.
0: Well, fingers crossed, of course, that that won't be necessary. <laughs> uh, the magic, indeed, uh, in that magical setting of Chingford Park, I, I can't imagine anything better for Denise and Shakespeare this year. So those dates again, Friday the 17th of February, Saturday the 18th, and Sunday the 19th. Now, there are 6pm performances on the Friday and the Saturday, and a 4pm performance on the Sunday. Does that sound right? Correct. Should be magic shouldn't be. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. Kim, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on FM as we look ahead to Dunedin Summer Shakespeare for 2023. Um, all the best to you and the cast.
1: Can't wait. Thank you so much. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.